Arizona's Desert Diaries. Hello, Arizona calling. And happy Bosses Day! Yeah, you heard me. Happy Bosses Day! Okay, I'm actually a little bit early, as it's not till later in the month. But happy Bosses Day! No, it's it's really a thing here, apparently. <laughs> Celebrate your boss by sending them a card. Mmm. <laughs> Well, I know what you're thinking, but in fact, this isn't a holiday dreamt up by the card companies to get us to part with our hard-earned cash and suck up to our supervisor. No, in fact, I've done a bit of research. Here you go. In 1958, Patricia Bayes Horosky registered National Bosses Day as a holiday with the US Chamber of Commerce in honour of her father, who was also her boss. You already had Father's Day, Patricia. Come on. I mean, does he need another day? But that's another story. She created the holiday, she said, to improve office relationships between supervisors and their employees. She felt as if younger employees didn't appreciate their bosses enough. (laughs) I don't know why I'm laughing. I just find that incredibly funny. A bit like when you tell your kids, you don't appreciate all I do for you. And they're like, meh. So that was the thought behind what she did. However, it wasn't until Illinois Governor Otto Kerner supported Horosky's registration four years later, the day officially became a national holiday. It's an official national holiday here in the States. Bosses Day. Another fact for you. Not only is there a national Bosses Day... There's also a National Administrative Professionals Day too. (laughs) There's a thing in April. I wish you could see my face. Uh, But no, no, as I said, it's April. We've missed it. Maybe next year, Administrative Professionals. Look in your post box to see what's coming from me. And my final fact, actually, and I really like this one. Americans started using the word boss in the 19th century. It's taken from the Dutch word bus. Um, They started using it in workplaces to try and avoid using the word master, a word which, of course, had connotations with slavery. It's a bit of history, a bit of linguistic history for you this week on Desert Diaries. I love that. So this year I've decided to send myself a card and demand a pay rise, but unfortunately I can't afford that pay rise, so I might resign. I've taken this too far. I'm going to stop now. (laughs) So a quick poll on social media at Walker Sam on Twitter doesn't show a huge amount of support for National Bosses Day coming to the UK. So we will just leave that there. But you know what? I'm taking the mickey. If you have ever sent or received a National Bosses Day card, please do reach out and let me know. I mean, there was quite a few in the supermarket I was in today. I I can't imagine people would send them. But then if they didn't send them, there wouldn't be them in the supermarket, right? So let me know. Maybe it's made your day. I'm being a cynical old Brit. Get in touch, please, at Walker Sam on Twitter. Thank you. Now, well, you know the saying, a week is a long time in politics. <laughs> Doesn't it feel like a century since I was saying to you, oh, did you watch the presidential debate? A century. Now, I don't even know where to start, really, with what has happened here in America in this last week. (laughs) But so many people have reached out to me to say, what the heck is going on? My answer has been, I have no idea. Nobody has any idea. Basically, the TV, the radio, the newspapers are filled with people saying, but but what? uh, How? why? And that goes on and on and on for rolling news as every day. 
There are no answers, no factual, real answers as to what has really happened over the last week. You might have heard me on BBC Radio Manchester a few days ago talking about the president's positive coronavirus test, his stay in hospital, the cocktail of some experimental and other drugs that he took, the utterly discombobulating drive-by to his fans outside the hospital, the even more discombobulating propaganda-style video with full-on soundtrack of him returning home to the White House, his assertion that COVID is nothing to be afraid of, which kind of to me follows the logic that, well, I ate a peanut and I'm okay, so therefore don't be afraid of peanut allergies. I mean, come on. Everyone's different, right? That was an extraordinary thing to say. I mean, I don't know. I said a couple of weeks ago that everything has ramped up to 11 with the election. And I think this last week has sent things into a whole other dimension. But before I move on, I just wanted to share with you a handful. This is a handful of the conspiracy theories that have been swirling around this week. Okay, here we go. Joe Biden also has coronavirus and is lying. Trump had coronavirus at the presidential debate and that's why he won't say when his last negative test was because he knew and he still went to the debate. The Democratic Party gave Trump the coronavirus, putting COVID on a swab, which meant that when he was tested for COVID, he was in fact given it. Uh, His video from the hospital and afterwards was doctored, edited to take out the coughs. Uh, Videos, in fact, were made before he even went into hospital weeks ago, just in case he got it. That was another conspiracy theory I saw. Uh, The president faked the whole thing, has never had the virus, and President Trump now has pneumonia and won't admit it. I could go on and on and on and on. And these are coming from both sides. I mean, it just, it's never ending. There are more smoke and mirrors than a Duran Duran music video from 1984. Who knows what the truth is or where this will all end? I don't think it's going to end on November the 3rd. But anyway, uh, the big debate between the Vice President Mike Pence and the Vice Presidential nominee Kamala Harris was a couple of days ago. Honestly, didn't make things a whole lot clearer. There was a lot of not answering the question on either side and repeating the same quote, facts, over and over and over again. Who will win? Who knows? Will whoever loses take the loss lying down? Who knows? As I've just said, will we know the president? The next president on the 3rd of November or the 4th of November? I don't think we will. I doubt it. But anyway, from one completely overwhelming aspect of life in America right now to another once overwhelming aspect of life in Phoenix that actually I'm now kind of over. I've talked before about the plethora of scorpions that seem to be hanging out in close proximity to our house this year. You know, maybe they were there all along and we've just got better at finding them. Or maybe it's a particularly scorpiony year. A bit like when you used to have a bumper ladybird year in England. But, you know, more terrifying. I think the fact that Britta now takes a black light whenever we take the dog out for an evening walk means that her cries of, found one, found another one, have, have just kind of demystified them a bit. We got out of the car the other day and Dave saw one on the garage floor and I actually just went, oh, (laughs) do you remember kitchen sink gate just over a year ago when I screamed? I was paralysed with fear for hours. I had to not only put a glass over the scorpion, but several books on top of that glass. Yeah, we've gone from that to, oh, I'm practically a local. I'll see you in the desert.